0: Hello, music lovers, and welcome to our review of our April 2019 album. This is Massive Attack, Mezzanine. As I said in the uh, kind of opener for this month, I'd been listening to a lot of kind of funky, jazzy electronica the last little while, including the brand new heavies and Chemical Brothers, Morcheeba, and I got thinking about Massive Attack and went back and kind of thought, you know what, this is often referred to as their best album it's sort of a duo from bristol england with other people that come in and help out and it's a pretty wild one and it's 21 years old which is hard to believe it's that old so this is scott Coates from the sonic collective and with me who do we have on the horn
1: uh we have alan dupuy and darren scott and we're both in calgary right now in a snowstorm almost in may
0: yeah it's and not it nice about going to get up to 37 or 38 here in Bangkok. So we were talking about how different the weather is. But uh, I'm really curious what you guys think. So, uh, hey, Alan, I'm going to throw it over to you.
2: Sounds good. Um, I wasn't sure what to think at first. Um, massive Attack. I've only ever heard a couple of their their songs, and it was in sort of a collaborative sense. So um, it, it kind of took me by surprise the first time I played that, I liked it, because um, again, it, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And the first song kind of didn't really do much for me, but as as the tracks progressed, I started kind of grooving out to it. So this is it's kind of like mellow electronic music, almost almost ambient, but cooler somehow. I don't I don't know <clears throat> what to uh, like how to describe it or whatever, but I think vocally uh, all of the the musicians they had on the tracks really kind of helped bring things out there was a song called dissolved girl uh which was a particularly chill track but the female vocals on it were just fantastic and um and the the song rising sun was also really cool thanks mostly in part to the male vocals on that one so
1: that's funny. I literally wrote cool right next to that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what you said. Yeah, yeah. My notes
2: literally just said cool. Um, mm. so yeah, we all thought that song was cool, I guess. Um, is it just me or did that teardrops track get used on a TV show? House. House. Yeah. I thought so. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it started playing and I immediately had flashbacks. Like, how to do like, I know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back when I had cable, um, yeah, so I don't I don't really have too much to say about it. I mean, it was kind of a neat little experience. It's definitely outside of the realm of the kind of music that I would normally listen to, and I think that's good. I mean, obviously, that's the point of the Sonic Collective, um, and there are a few tracks that I really actually enjoyed. One complaint I had was that it seemed like if I wasn't paying attention to one track from the next, it kind of started to run together. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that these songs are very similar in terms of their BPMs and just the production style. So that would be one point of detraction, I would say. But I think, um, you know, as on an individual basis, a lot of these songs really kind of stand up quite, quite strong. And it's, Took me for surprise that this was released in 1998 because a lot of it sounds like it could have been released today. It sounds really contemporary, so it definitely holds up.
0: Yeah. Do you mind if I go next? Um, Because I'm kind of with you. Is like I always have another listen the day we record, and I kind of make some notes. And I ended up with not a lot of notes, but not because I didn't like it, but I mean, a f- quite a few of the tracks are recognizable. And whenever I hear Angel, I think of Snap. I remember that's where I first heard. Yeah, Nas me too. And it's it's in there. So I was like, oh, okay, I knew that. And then, um, yeah, there's quite a few. Like uh, you mentioned Teardrop. And in many ways, it doesn't sound like Moby Play, but it's an album where I feel like every track yeah. could be on a soundtrack to a movie like Blade Runner or, you know, you said oh, it was yeah. on a TV show or television ad. Like, they're all, yeah, they strike you as something that can be used in something It's, I mean, it's such a moody, dark, you know, emotive kind of album. It's. I find it really odd in that, like, I liked it, I didn't love it, and I'm still wondering, like, when would I listen to this? Because I listen to a lot of ambient Or the sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of ambient music, but this has singing, so it doesn't really lend itself to, like, listening while I work. It's not the kind of thing you like joyous you have on at the house while you're chilling out or cooking. So it's kind of this like album and category. I like it, but it's the time to listen to it to me is really tough to, to find that, that time to listen to it. I mean, I really liked black milk um, and, and pretty much all the tracks, you know, but it's just, I also wonder like, how do people write that? Like it said it took them ages to do it. And I'm like, like, how do you compose this? How do you decide like, Oh, we're going to have this weird, dark, you know, echoey sound come in here. Like I, I, I can't imagine how rock songs are written, even pop songs, but like this thing, I'm like, where, where do you even start? So like, I liked it. I think it's really neat. And, and kind of like you said, Alan, like it could have been written yesterday, like just been released. Like to me, there's no dating on it time-wise, but it's, it's an odd album, but I'm, you know, something different. I'm glad I listened to it in, in full. How about you, Darren?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think I share a lot of the same sentiment. I mean, it's definitely it, it lives perfectly in soundtracks, and and I mean, it's funny when you said "Dissolve Girl." I, I actually wasn't a big fan of that song. I sorry, I agree with the vocals and stuff, but I, I for me, I'm like it, it was just so visual. It's like oh, I can just picture a movie or a, song, yeah. a show just thinking of that. And um, and like you, that's how I first heard them too. Was the Snatch soundtrack, which is an unbelievable soundtrack. Um, I think good. I almost picked that in our soundtrack round a few times. But um, ah. yeah, yeah. so that's, that was kind of my exposure. But um, I was kind of talking to the guys just before this, and, and I actually thought uh, there was some kind of early EDM that was getting away from just 80s kind of pop dance that was getting a little alternative and we're getting into like 89, 90. And the two bands I thought of, and, and they were a weird mix, but uh, the first one was Enigma, which everybody will kind of remember. Like, you can hear it. I just got to go on in the background here. Ultimate so music. Yeah, this was the ultimate sex girl music and, like, super fun. But, like, this is it. You just put on this soundtrack and chill in the background. Maybe even a little more, like, beats to it, but kind of quite simple. Uh, the other one I kind of uh, thought of was, you know, kind of an obscure... Uh, MC and this guy's MC 900 foot Jesus and many people probably have never heard of this guy but heard um, him. he had some pop yeah popular songs and from kind of like late 80s early 90s but there's this one album I bought and I really liked it and it's kind of like he was expe- like very experimental in, in this place so I'll just play a little bit in the background here and I mean this was uh, I'm going straight to heaven I think the name of the song is but he just kind of got some cool composure. He's got weird sounds in the background and things like that. And I thought those two, to me, I'm like, if you could just combine those two and then up the production 10 years later, uh, it sounded a lot like something massive contacted. Ha- and I, I think it's good. I think they're, I love when bands like this push, especially that kind of EDM or electronic or, you know, this new era of music, because uh, a lot of it gets to sound the same. So it's nice when they do that. Um, I also found uh, an article on The Guardian, uh, by Nushin uh, Iqbal at uh, TheGuardian.com, but uh, it was funny. She was uh, there's a thing in there, and I didn't realize the band basically was split up, uh, almost split up because of this album. They just said it's killed. This is their third album, released mm-hmm. in 1998, and I, we didn't really name the band, but it's uh, Robert Del. I don't know if it's Nalha or Naja, um, and he's 3D. Grant Marshall was Daddy G, and then uh, Mushroom was Andrew Vowles. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and anyway. Um, I, I guess they were fighting for a year, like barely speaking to one another. They actually recorded it all individually. They had parts. They just went and did it. And they kind of, they just put it together in production. They wouldn't even interview together. So it was funny. This this near killed them. And they said it was just a lot of arguments. And they had they were all very passionate about their songs. Uh, apparently, um uh, for teardrop, uh, one of them I think it was Andrew uh, wanted Madonna to do the vocals in it and I mean that ended up being oh. the biggest song and and the rest of the band said no and he's like, what the fuck and and I guess they they passed up working with uh, Amy Winehouse and a few other big things but because they were all like trying to maintain what they felt was their style and and wow. things like that but it basically near killed them um yeah yeah but I, I found it really interesting i think i liked all of the same songs you guys did i agree scott i don't know when you listen to this like even to just put it on and listen in the background is a bit strange um it's almost like i have said it before where you can like things that uh you might want on a playlist but you probably wouldn't put the album on and i think this is probably falling in there but it, it's it's an amazing i think it's an amazing produced album and the sound is great um there, there wasn't many songs i didn't like um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I liked Exchange. We didn't mention that, but I thought exchange was kinda nice and easy. It had some cool beats. I kinda liked that hip hop funky style, so I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, I, I mean really I just you know, I thought it was pretty good, and I, as you know, I don't usually like slower stuff. And you know, I thought this album was pretty good for me. I also did find, as last time, I would highly recommend trying Seven Acres <laughs> uh, Sensi Star, probably the happiest cannabis I've had in in a long time. Um, can, yeah, Seven Acres Sensi Star. Get it at the uh, Four Twenty uh, Premium Market here in Calgary, Alberta. No, just kidding. Uh, they're not allowed to advertise. I'm. We're not getting paid for this. If, if anybody ever listened, but yeah so yeah guys yeah.
0: Well, what do you say uh,
1: for uh, scores and stuff or go ahead Scott
0: it's cool we're all kind of on the same page with this one like I am going to now listen to try another Massive Attack album I kind, of, kind of hope they somehow have an album that's a little cheerier because yeah, I, I like what they're doing it just kind of damn it's a little dark like I almost picture as you're like depressed and sitting drinking a bottle of jd and thinking about jumping off a balcony having this on but I, I i do like it so i always forget what our four categories are i know there's influence recommend overall and what's the other one no that's it There's just the three okay so influence yeah. my taste i'll probably say it you know maybe a 3.5 because i think the fact that i did hear them on the snatch soundtrack and mm-hmm. stuff kind of probably led me down like you know, to Morshiba and some other kind of trip hop EDM sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't like, really
1: know Morshiba. You just said them a few times yeah, now. I don't. They're really jazzy
0: really. and cool. They're much more chilled out, like you're on a beach kind of stuff. It's worth listening to them. Yeah. Would yeah. I recommend yeah. it? I'll give it a four out of five. I think definitely, like this is a super unique, unique genre. And if you're gonna try and maybe dive into like, yeah, '90s electronica and trip hop, like I think this is. A pretty good one to fill in kind of a musical gap if you have one. Overall, I'll give it a three point five. You know, it, it's just one. I, I'm only giving it that. Like, I think for this kind of album, I'm not really sure what more I'd want because I think it's good. But just like again, when when am I going to put it on? Like, not in a bike ride, not jogging, not cooking. But but it's cool. I'll, so I'll give it that three five. Uh, how about you, Alan?
2: Yeah, um, I'm I'm really glad you picked this because I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought to explore it otherwise. So. Uh, I, I can't mm-hmm. really say it influenced my taste, but again, you know, it's it's tough to listen to from front to back. It is kind of gloomy and slow, but I think if you engage in it sort of on a piecemeal basis, that's where it's really strong. So um, I would probably give it like a three and a half for recommendation uh, two for in, for influence mm-hmm. my taste, but I would I would actually give it like a solid four for my overall enjoyment. Um, and I, I, I nice. do believe I'll probably go and check out some more <laughs> Massive Attack tracks. I know they've done a lot of collaborative work. One of my favorite songs was uh, something they did with like Moss Def. I think it was on the Blade 2 soundtrack, Eye Against oh, nice. Eye or something. Oh, yeah. Like um, so that's a good one you guys should check out. Yeah. They,
1: they've they done a ton of work that people don't know about too, like for, produced others and soundtracks. For sure. And-
2: For sure. So it kind of, you know, reviewing, reviewing this album this month kind of brings them back into my Uh sort of uh, sphere. So I'm going to I'll definitely look into some more Massive Attack stuff.
1: Yeah, they had Unfinished Symphony. It was like uh, NME's 63rd Mm -hmm. best song of all time. And that album, that one's on Rolling Stone 500, or Mezzanine's on Rolling Stone 500 too. 500. Um, I'm right in line with your guys' scores for sure. Um, I think um, recommend, you know, I'll say I'm on a 3.5 there too because I think it's just like, like I'd really recommend it if you're anywhere near that genre, but it, it is hard to digest. So, I mean, I think unless you're really, you know, accepting of kind of electronic and that's kind of produced music and background atmospheric music, you're probably going to struggle a little bit um influence I say a three I agree I'm there it's just like the snatch thing kind of got me I'm interested a bit but it's not totally my jam but I think this album was really good and so for overall I'm coming in at a three and a half there because I just think that it was really good you know just not totally uh in, in my style but definitely worth checking out especially again if you like any uh anything like that atmospheric even some chill EDM and things like that yeah yeah so it was great Right. Um, Scott, you want to uh, wrap it up?
0: Yeah, thanks. I, I guess the pick next Scott. pick is it... Alan, is, is it you or is it Scott Gregory, the next pick? I think it's Scott. Scott Gregory. Okay, so yeah. we'll add in his. Um, yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed this. Like, it's I like how we explore all different kinds of music. Um, you know, Blue Lines, another one of their albums, and 100th Window, I've listened to a couple times, so those are other ones worth checking out. Hope you guys uh, listening out there enjoyed this one. We'll keep pushing musical boundaries and check out soniccollective.com for the May 1st pick coming up real soon.